Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Olivia Mentor. And today, Olivia had a flash of genius or what's the opposite of genius? Uh... I don't know. Chaos. Chaos. I think chaos. And we're going down the rabbit hole today. Today, we each brought a piece of the weirdest erotica the internet has to offer, the weirdest piece we could find, and we're going to review it for you. We are. We're going to get into it. This is probably the time to tell you that if you happen to be listening without headphones, maybe you want some. Also, if you are related to me in any way, mom, dad, if you're out there, just turn this one off. Just just turn this one off and don't come back to it. <laughs> I feel like Kim would be cool with it. Mm, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Well, whoever's still listening, let's go. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some highs and lows first. Please. Tell me about your high. I am, I don't quite know how to describe this. I am creatively on fire this week. Like the, it's almost as if I am having a light, not medically dangerous state of mania, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. I am. Sounds good. Oh my gosh. I just idea after idea. And I'm writing so much. And every time I'm on a walk, I have 8 million ideas and I'm just typing the whole time. I am beside myself. If I could take a pill for this feeling, I would. That's amazing. Oh my God. That's the best feeling. I am a 10 out of 10. Wow. How many days now has this feeling been been with you? Since Monday. It's Thursday now. So for you were just riding that wave. I'm riding. I don't know how long energy. it lasts. I don't know. I don't know when it goes away. I'm so happy for you. There's like no particular high like that feeling. Oh my god. Like I feel like I'm vibing on a different frequency right now. I love it for you. So hopefully this this episode reflects that and I've done my best work with my obscurest erotica. I have never been more excited. Tell me your high. My high is that I turned 30 this week. Oh, my gosh. I'm in my 30s now. What, how do you feel about it? Good. I feel great. I've always felt weird about birthdays. Like, okay. I've just either felt emotional or, like, I hyped them up too much. But this one, we didn't really have anything planned. We didn't do much. We just – it was a normal work day at home. And I just feel so happy about life, happy about where I am. I feel like I did a lot in my 20s, so I feel very content to just stay put. I don't feel like I have a ton of things I need to accomplish and do. I mean, I'm excited to do a lot of cool things in my 30s and accomplish more stuff, but I just feel very like content with where I am. Yeah, I think my 30s are going to be good. I I, I think so I too. don't want to jinx it, but I'm excited to be here. I think so too. I remember I had a really big panic about turning 29, but then I felt great about turning 30. Really? Yeah. 29 is kind of a strange age. Maybe because it was like, this is the last year of my 20s versus starting something new. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Well, I've heard good things about the 30s. Highly recommend. I, I give them an <laughs> A so far. But are you doing anything special or fun to celebrate? 
Not really. Jake's birthday is today. Our birthdays are two days apart for anyone that doesn't know. I mean, I don't know why you guys would know that, but if you follow me on Instagram, you might know. So I think we're going to go out to brunch this weekend and go to like a nice dinner. Scarpetta is doing like a little pop-up thing at this nice hotel about an hour from here. So I think we might go to that and they're having like a little wine class. Um, But it's just kind of a low-key birthday for the most part and it's been really nice. Do we have lows? No, I have no lows. I have no lows. We had no our bedroom lows. floors refinished today. The laundry is happening. I, I'm I'm on a high. We're both just we're both just in really good moods about to talk talk about very strange erotica. We are lowless. <laughs> it feels great. Let's take an ad break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Today, I want to talk about one of the biggest things I discovered about myself in therapy, which is that I'm sensitive, not a surprise, but also that that's not necessarily always a bad thing. It doesn't mean I'm weak or overly emotional, but that I feel things really deeply, and it makes me that much more likely to consider other people's feelings. Reframing this as a positive thing has made a huge difference in terms of my self-image, and that's all thanks to therapy. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. This means that you can easily try multiple therapists until you find the perfect person for you, all from the comfort of your own home. It took me a few tries to find my ideal therapist, but when I did, I saw improvements in almost every area of my life. It wasn't that things stopped being difficult, but rather I finally knew how to self-regulate and self-soothe through it all. Plus, it reframed how I view myself in so many more ways than just in terms of being sensitive. It allowed me to like myself more and to be kinder to myself on a regular basis. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BadOnPaper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BadOnPaper. Olivia, this is your brainchild. I think that you should go first in this show, this horrific show and tell. Great. I will. Maybe I'm projecting. I don't know that yours is horrific. Maybe it's glorious. It really depends who you are and what you're into, I think. I guess I should start by saying I don't want to kink shame anyone who is into ogres. Oh, (laughs) the ogre, the ogre sexual community. I mean, yes. If you, if that is you, f- fly free. I, but I, <laughs> I, I don't I think I have to worry right about off. offending anyone with mine. I feel confident. Okay. Okay. Well, tell me. Let's, why don't we start out? Give me yeah. the title of this book. The title of this book is really what drew me to it in the first place. The title is "Get in My Swamp." Ah. Colon an ogre love story. Ah. Can you can you give me the description, it, like maybe the official description, your own, really whatever you want? Sure. Um, I'm going to give you the official the official description. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. When Leona stumbles upon Beck, the ogre's trap, and becomes his prisoner, she's determined to get away. But it doesn't take long for things to start heating up between the two. Beck is trying to protect her, and Leona can't help her body's reaction to the buff green monster. The lines between captive and captor become blurry, and the passion becomes a raging fire. 
neither of them can put out. So that's the first paragraph description, but I gotta I gotta hit you with the second paragraph they throw in there. I'm ashamed to tell you that it took me more time than it should have to realize that Beck is Shrek. Yes, this is this is lightly, not lightly, Shrek themed erotica. Right. Sure. Yes. Additional description. This is the second paragraph mm-hmm. when you go to Amazon or Goodreads. Get in my swamp is a dark fantasy romance between a snarky young woman and a brute green ogre. While fun, the story includes elements that might not be suitable for some readers. <laughs> Abduction, parentheses, non-consensual bondage, consensual bondage, incest, mentioned description incest. of past trauma, child abuse, neglect, suicide, cheating, and violence are present in the novel. Readers who may be sensitive to this content, please take care. There are so many trigger warnings for novelty Shrek erotica. And I think this book is something like 140 pages. I read it in one hour. So. Wow. A lot happens. It's a lot. A lot lot happens. It's it's a lot in a few pages, let me tell you. So I guess before we get deeper into this, why, why did you choose this book? What's your relationship like with Shrek? Thanks for asking. I like Shrek. You know, I think it came out when I was maybe 10 or 11. So it was a big part of my childhood, as it was everyone's. You know, that Smash Mouth song was just playing on a loop for like a decade. Yep. I can't say I ever felt attracted to Shrek. Did you ever that's what you're asking. feel attracted to anyone in the Shrek universe? No. Not Lord Farquaad? Definitely not Lord Farquaad. Okay. Just checking. Safe space. And if you're wondering, there is a Lord Farquaad character in this, which I'll get to in a minute. But I chose this book because I saw someone talking about it on TikTok. I saw the cover. Sounds right. Which I'll describe for you in a moment. And I saw the title and I was like, well, this should be a podcast episode, which I think that's the kind of creative initiative you're looking for when you ask me to be on the podcast. Absolutely. When I sat down in the dark days of December of 2021 and I said, what am I looking for? in this, the second life of this podcast, the number one thing was objectifying cartoon characters, probably. I, I'm just glad we were on the same page there because it's hard to find, you know, solidarity. I'm, I'm glad you, you offered because I was really embarrassed to ask for this. And so <laughs> it feels really serendipitous. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Um. So you teased this and you left me high and dry tell me tell me about this cover yes so the cover the the bottom i would say 40 percent of it is kind of like a misty twilight-esque forest scene then you move up and it has two hearts and the words get in my swamp swamp is the most prominent one Mm -hmm. and then the entire rest of the cover is a close-up of a human man I think, a human man's very buff torso and chest and abs and arm. No face. I just Googled this because I had to know. I had to know what this looked like. <laughs> yes. And he has a sort of green tint to him. Uh, so it's definitely a human man that they've made green and not sure, an sure. illustrated ogre. Sure. But... It's very clear what you're getting into. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing left to the imagination in the Get In My Swamp cover. 
I mean, I don't want you to give spoilers because I assume everyone's going to run out to read this after. But like, do they address Shrek's um, glow up in, in terms of getting so buff? Not really. It, oh, the, okay. The main, um, the main sort of description of him in the book is he's seven feet tall, has oh, fangs. Sure. And all of him is very large. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that seems to be the main the main thing. What um what do the reviews look like on this? How, like how many are there? What's the average rating? So on Goodreads it has 277 ratings and a 3.59 average star rating. That's actually pretty good. It is pretty good. Like I've read pieces of legitimate fiction that I've enjoyed that have lower ratings. I bet you like The Great Gatsby has the same rating. So this is the next great American novel is what you're saying. I it's I think that's the only option here. Did you bring any choice reviews just to give us oh, a yes. sense of, you know, not just the quantitative, but like the qualitative? What are people saying? Yeah, I brought sort of like a, a smattering of reviews. Would you yeah. like to start with the worst or the best? I want to start with the best. All right. Those were harder to find. It sure. was more of a solid two to three star read for most people. But okay, so five star review. This person said, I'm sorry, but this is the greatest book I have read in 2023. And it's literally Shrek smut. I'm actually laughing so hard because this is my first five star rating of 2023. Ellie, my sister in Christ. I don't know who Ellie is. Thanks for reading this and breaking down with me over the incestuous plot twist. The seven foot ogre blank size you can put that in and a loser nobody pick me heroin that we fell in love with xoxo so is this book a joke or is this earnest i think it's a joke okay i i i would hope so it is let me be clear if anyone is wondering we're obviously joking through all this it is not good right <laughs> it is not good we did the work so you don't have to we right. spent it's... the hour reading shrek erotica to save you the main character is horrible let me just get into it so she's engaged well, wait 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 wait. i want to hear a bad review too i want to oh, know what oh, the sure. other side of the spectrum is okay you don't just look at one review three stars this was not shrek enough while being too shrek at the same time ah two stars i'll never be able to watch shrek again fair and then <laughs> another one of my favorites three stars i'm so deeply ashamed and this is all the review said by the way there is yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. else one star bro what yeah uh -huh. uh, another two stars i'm not proud of this and then a solid one i thought one star which was just dot 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 no i feel like i'm i'm painting this picture it's green to be clear but like i'm painting this picture for myself yeah, it's it's um it's there, but I'll tell you the detail I enjoyed the most, which is that Leona, the main character, is on a bachelorette trip when this starts cuz she's engaged to a man named Lawrence Fark, which sure. as you can imagine is based on Lord Farquaad. How is his hair described? He's described as good-looking in a Ralph Lauren kind of way. <laughs> okay, Actually, that's generous. Uh yeah, he's 5'11, but he has a small <laughs> are we really getting into it yeah i mean i mine has some some words that i need to say out loud for you to understand what this is okay well the author does make it clear in the book that she's not dick shaming she is more upset that he's unwilling to get creative in the bedroom 
But she feels she has to be with him because she... Let me just read you the description Leona says about herself. There are some good things about Lawrence. He's good-looking in a Ralph Lauren kind of way. He can be judgy, but he did decide to pick me of all people. Well, most guys would pick me in a crowded room. I've got huge boobs, porn star lips, and an ass that won't quit. But I'm also poor, come from a shitty family, have no friends, my humor is not for everyone, and I don't seem to know when to stop talking. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but Lawrence picked me. I'm not entirely sure why, besides being smoking hot and hilarious, but I am thankful he did. So right away, you really want to be friends with Leona. I mean, <laughs> she sounds she does sound decently self-aware. <laughs> That's true. Is this book, do we know, written by a man or a woman or an ogre? This book is written by someone named G.M. Ferry. And I will go ahead and assume that's not their real name. Probably a fair assumption. I'm fairly confident this is a woman, but I, I who knows? Okay. I also want to mention that Lawrence Fark is the heir of the mighty dual lock home security empire, which that was a fun detail because, you know, dual lock. So I I need to confess here, while I have seen Shrek, Not like it's this probably once. I, I think that a lot of this Shrek detail is probably lost on me. And I'm for that, I apologize. It's, it's your loss, really, but there's really nothing else. When the review said there was both too much Shrek and not enough, I felt that. Yeah. Because... There were some fun details, like the Lawrence Fark thing and the dual lock home security empire, but that's kind of where it ends. Huh. Because I don't actually recall, spoiler alert, I don't actually recall in the movie Lord Farquaad having an incestuous relationship with his sister. I, I doubt that would make it through <laughs> Disney or whoever released those DreamWorks. movies. Dreamworks. I don't think Dream that's on the Dreamworks <laughs> PG rating. So that was a plot twist I did not see coming but nonetheless occurred. Did you bring any other choice passages to to bring some flavor, bring some heat? I did. I did indeed. Here's one from Beck. Gardening is a great hobby for me. It keeps me busy, and there's something just so erotic about moving my fingers in such a way as to make the delicate seedling grow to its full potential. (laughs) I should mention also a detail that seems important is that this book opens, uh, it's dual perspective. So you're hearing from both Beck and Leona. That feels fair and balanced. Yeah. He's like hoping to catch a human in his trap because he likes to eat them. Ah. Yeah. Uh. And I'm sure you can imagine how that gets worked into dialogue in certain scenes later. Mm -hmm. Um, Or into action beats. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Another one from Beck. I've always been a gentleman, an ogre, but a gentleman nonetheless. Tonight, I'll just defile her in my dreams. That's polite of him. Yes. So there's some. Let's see. One from Leona. My eyes travel down his chiseled body. He doesn't have any covers over him, which makes it easy for me to take in every part of him. I'm not sure if I'm relieved or disappointed to discover he's wearing pants, but not just any pants. No, gray sweatpants are you shitting me they have gray sweatpants in his secluded wilderness village i just liked that they tried to make it both shrek but also gray sweatpants so there was a real crossover of you know generations there so it feels like this is probably a more robust book than the one that i read um did you have a favorite character 
if I had to choose, I guess it's Beck. Leona was honestly oh. horrible. Although, mm, yeah, no. Also, at one point, there's an attempted sexual assault by a half horse, half human person. Who, who commits creature? suicide in this is what I want to know. I missed that. I, I'm going to be honest. I blew through the middle a little bit. Okay. I kind of blew through. Just... You were too aroused and you just, you <laughs> needed, you weren't, you weren't thinking clearly. <laughs> you know, seven foot ogre. Um, so, what about? Yeah. How is the spice in this? Because based on the description, I am expecting many graphic ogre sex scenes. Yes, many, many. How were they? Uh, they start right away. It's literally like she is a prisoner, and by like hour two, they are sexually active with one another. Um, also, there's a cage. It, anyway. Uh, I would say it was pretty spicy, but then I was reading reviews and they were like two chili peppers. And I'm like, what is like 10? What is five chili peppers? I don't even understand what that would be. But I'm not like deep into the sort of erotica world. So I don't know. But to me, it seemed pretty. On a scale of well-written sex, where let's say a one might be 50 shades of gray and her inner goddess Hmm. and a five might be the Kennedy Ryan book we just read for book club. Mm. Like, how is the quality of of the writing of the sex scenes? I feel like it's hard to compare it when it involves someone who is supposed to be Shrek. But I actually thought it wasn't bad. I, I thought oh, okay. in terms of the spot, like, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was horrible. I mean, that's clearly why people are coming here. Like, I want to know... If Mr. or Ms. Fairy was trying to do a good job. I think so. With okay. the sex scenes, yes. With okay. the every single other aspect of it, no. Are, are you willing to speculate? Do you think said author has a ogre fetish? I don't know because I read the pitch for their next book mm. and it's a little different. Oh, what is it? It's uh, about a... I'm paraphrasing, but it's about a celebrity who gets an AI robot bodyguard. Oh. Who wants to take care of her every need. Oh. So I'm not sure what this author's into, but variety, definitely. Now, was this closed ended? Do you think is is there the potential for a sequel? Sure. I mean, I guess they could just keep having sex with each other. Oh, so she doesn't escape. She just says, I'm happy being your no. prisoner. So, so spoilers Shrek are is, fine. Sorry, sorry, Beck, not Shrek. What am I talking about? Copyright, Literally copyright. So <laughs> Beck is holding her prisoner, but like, event, you know, they're, they're she's enjoying the- It's a beauty cap- and the beast thing. Captivity. Yeah, exactly. And then Lawrence, Lawrence Fark, shows up out of nowhere and brings mm-hmm. her back to LA, um, where she then discovers that he is in a relationship with his sister. <laughs> which again was not in the DreamWorks version. That is Uh, a relationship killer if there ever was one. And then literally it ends because Beck just knocks on the door and is there. And that's the end. Oh, so maybe there is a part two. (laughs) I mean, there could be. There could be. It's getting a lot of pickup. Like everyone in the Goodreads reviews was like, I saw this on TikTok. I saw this on Twitter. So people are talking. And look at us. I mean. Look at us giving it all the publicity. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you're welcome, GM Fairy. We'll take our royalty checks made out to Tiny Tongs, LLC. 
Yeah, we won't be laughing when DreamWorks is emailing us like, please stop associating the word Shrek with this. <laughs> we beg you. How would how would you rate this on Goodreads and what would your review say? I I think I would echo what that one person said. I would think I would give it two stars. Mm, tough crowd. Somehow both too much Shrek and not enough. In what way would you like more Shrek? I liked all the little like details that were, you know, where like where was Donkey? Where was the Oh no. Um, I don't want to know I where mean, Donkey is. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> but I mean, I liked how it was like, you know, not Duloc, but the Duloc security empire. That was really the only sort of other than Beck and Leona and Shrek right, right, and Fiona. Right. Also, I-, I would like less fangs. Like, why does he have fangs? Why not? It's <laughs> a good question. That's good the question. problem you have with this Shrek erotica. That's where you draw the line in the sand. I mean, the green is fine. Like, I, I green is a nice color, but fangs, I, that's doesn't doesn't do it for me. I mean, well, a there bridge was a too far. <laughs> that was really what made me pull back. I can see. <sighs> do you have anything else our listeners should know about Get in My Swamp? <laughs> I love the title, by the way. That's the best part proceed with caution it feels very austin powers like get in my belly yeah have you not seen the clip where or that's what shrek says in the movie he's like get oh. in my swamp oh yeah i'm already getting them confused a shrek enthusiast to appreciate the... will you watch shrek after this no i wasn't gonna watch it before this certainly didn't get me any closer if you see a clip of it if it if it if it is somehow served to you on some algorithm is this what you will think of now yeah absolutely Oh, my job is done. (laughs) I don't know what job that is. Ruining your life. Thank you for sharing, Olivia. You're so welcome. Now, I'm so excited. Well, should we take an ad break? (laughs) Or should should we get into yours? Should I tell them the title so that they they stick around for after the ad break? Yes, tell me the title because I know nothing. Yeah, Olivia accidentally told me the title of hers in advance when she was pitching me this episode. But mine is a complete surprise to her. I really wanted to tell her, but she wouldn't let me. No, I wanted to be surprised. Mine is called Conquered by Clippy, an erotic short story. Is this about... This cannot be about clip art. It's it's about the Microsoft Word office assistant. Oh, my God. Now for an ad break. <laughs> So every weekend lately, after Jake and I have spent a long day working on the house, we have this tradition now of driving to pick up dinner from this local place we like. I shower before we go. I put on comfy clothes. And by the time it's ready, we drive and pick it up. But let me tell you, the only time that I actually feel like getting out of my car and interacting with other people in this scenario is when I'm in my Cozy Earth lounge set. It's the only sweatpants sweatshirt set that actually feels like it's cute and put together enough to wear in public, but feels just as comfy as any other pair of sweats I have. Amen. Louder for the people in the back. I also love my Cozy Earth loungewear set and the socks, which we talked about before. Oh my God. If you are not familiar with Cozy Earth, the brand crafts luxury goods that have been featured on Oprah's favorite things. And Oprah is someone that I trust when it comes to being comfy and luxurious. All of their products are made from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo and come with a 10-year warranty. And I can't say that I have the same experience of wearing them to pick up takeout. However, this has become my airplane uniform. 
comfy enough for a cross-country flight, doesn't get kind of sloppy during the during the flight. I get off feeling fresh. Like it just, it holds together really well. It looks cute. It's tailored enough in both the sweatshirt and the pants that I don't feel sloppy wearing it. And not only is the material warm and cozy, but it's also super breathable. So it never gets too hot or too cold. And I get this like little burst of energy and just puts me in a better mood whenever I realize it's clean and I can put it on after a long day of work. Plus, Cozy Earth's women's loungewear is crafted from the same breathable and luxurious material as our bedding. To be honest, this whole ad is just making me angry that my Cozy Earth loungewear set is in the wash right now. Me too. If you're interested in trying Cozy Earth loungewear or their socks or even their bedding, Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for Bad on Paper listeners. You can get 35% off site-wide when you use the code BOP at CozyEarth.com. That's 35% off with code BOP at CozyEarth.com. Am I going to use this code to get another sweatpants set? Not no. Yes. So I have a lot of questions, but I have so many questions. Just please repeat the title. Yeah. Okay. So it's Conquered by Clippy by Leonard Delaney. (laughs) It's funny because when I heard Clippy, I had somehow erased that Conquered was the thing that preceded Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And now just hearing it all again. Wow. And this is by a man? It is. Did you say Leonard? Leonard, yeah. It is potentially by a middle schooler, to be honest. This, okay. Do you want to hear the description? Yes, hit me. This is the official pitch. I I think this will really bring it into, into focus for you. Okay, thank you. Christy Ockerland doesn't need help with anything. So when the world's biggest technology company offers to fly her to a remote location and investigate an alien artifact all by herself, she's like, I'll do it. The artifact isn't what it seems. Now, this overly helpful giant living paperclip is getting the girl who doesn't need help with anything all bent out of shape. Conquered by Clippy is a 4,000-word short story featuring sexual situations with digital assistants. It's for super mature audiences only. The Digital Desire series tells an epic tale, but each story also stands on its own. If you okay. could see Olivia's face right now. Where this? Where do I begin? Um, oh, wait. What year I? did this come out? Can I ask that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. Let's look. I don't know why it feels important, but it just it's gonna help me. No, no, no. Help, that's help ground that's me a fair. little. That's You can ask. You can ask me anything. I am here. It's it's from 2015. Okay. Yep. All right. That does make sense. Weirdly. Okay. How did you find this, Becca? How did you find this in the that's world? A, that's a great question. I don't remember. I know that I have known about this for a while. I think it might have been via my friend Maxi, who is tied for my weirdest friend. Mm, she sounds great. I, I'm not positive how I found this, though. It like could have been a meme. I don't know. Well, now it's here, and we get to learn. I get to learn about it, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What made you choose this? Although I think that's kind of obvious, but, you know, I mean, explain. you said find the obscurest erotica you could find, and immediately I said, this is a job for Conquered by Clippy. I, you've been saving this for this moment. I mean... I, I didn't know. I didn't know that this is what it was all for. It's all all coming together. It's fate. 
Okay, so let's talk about the cover. Yeah. Yep. I think it's important. Should I Google it or should I just let you sort of both. take the picture? Yeah, me? no, I think both. Okay. So I'm Google it while you talk. The cover is a woman inside profile. She has orange hair. It's not even red, it's bright orange. She's wearing a green bra and a G-string. But it's still PG-13 because she's from the side, so you can't, like, actually see her butt crack. And then next to her is, I don't think it's the official clippy, but it is a, a paper clip with giant cartoon eyes and these very nefarious eyebrows. It's true. The eyebrows are telling a story. And I, I don't know what the font is. It's like, it's not Comic Sans, but it's not a good font. Like, this was designed in paint. This was. I can confirm looking at it now. It's, I feel like it's important to mention that each word conquered by Clippy is a different primary color. Sure, Which yeah. feels both chaotic, but also, like, it's a Staples ad. Yep. Um, It's not a Staples ad, though. <laughs> no. Well, I it's... think, can I, can I read you the About the Author, which I think might bring some of this into clearer Please focus? Do. We're Please just, do. we're kind of starting wide and going narrower and narrower down the rabbit hole, if you will. Yeah. So the about the author says, fully ignoring the lame advice to write what you know, Leonard Delaney uses a vivid imagination to overcome limited life experience. His unique blend of erotica, fantasy, and science fiction explores the lighter side of massacring good taste. His debut novella, Sex Boat, is two parts parody, one part satire with a sprinkle of sea monsters. And in case this didn't really give it to you, his Twitter bio, which I also looked up, says, writer and author of what is cruelly described as erotica by a virgin. And I think wow. as I uh, tell you more about this, that will become clear. I was getting strange vibes in the beginning when it's like what Leonard doesn't have an experience he makes up for in very disturbing creativity. No, I really think this is by a middle schooler, perhaps an early high schooler. How's my driving so far? Are you disappointed? I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed that you found this. I'm also, because I Googled the cover, I've seen now the titles to the other books in this series, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Okay. So Tell me about the ratings of this book. I yeah. I can only begin to imagine what's the average rating? What are some of the reviews? Do you agree with them? Give me yeah. some highlights. Let's yeah. dive in. It's not as popular as it should be, to be honest. It has Definitely. 103 reviews on Amazon uh, and then 212 ratings on Goodreads. On Amazon, it has a three star. Mm-hmm. And then on Goodreads, it has a 2.57. Harsh. I brought a a mixed bag of reviews okay. in no particular order. First one, four stars. The title is, What the Hell Did I Just Read? Fair. And the description says, I have never hated the ability to read more than I do now. The burger <laughs> story was an absolute train wreck and I could not stop reading. How many of these did they write? I keep finishing a book and then there's more. Jesus Christ. I did not know what that meant. But I will tell you later. Oh. This I next just like one, how it ends with Jesus Christ. But also, how many stars was that? Four. <laughs> this next one, though, was only two stars. And again, the title was, What Did I Just Read? 
And this person says, OMG, I will never get those eight minutes of my life back. LOL, this was just a hot mess express. I tend to agree with this one. Eight minutes? That's how short it is? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Uh Wow. But I did want to give representation for a five-star review. Please. This one, uh, the title is just well with an exclamation point. (laughs) And the description says, that was both exactly and nothing like I was expecting. I will never look at a paperclip the same way again. That's for sure. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) But then I I don't even know what it's about. I felt like I needed to give you the flip side of that, which is a more descriptive negative review. Two stars. Dark side. Two stars. Don't bother is the title. (laughs) The description says, "Not nearly as bad as book one with the Tetris blocks, but not very good either. Perhaps it is because Clippy is the only character with any character. If you are of." Quote, that age that you remember Clippy in Microsoft Office, you will find him funny. There is a guy in the story as well. He doesn't get the girl, which is just as well. He is a bad caricature of a paper cut out of a dirty old man. Not that you're going to be reading for the character development in the first place. There is a sex scene. It's about as fun to read as this review. Sorry to say. It is a real bummer. The idea of the erotic adventures of Clippy had some promise. Did it? Did it, I, I like sir? I like how earnestly this person reviewed Clippy Erotica. Both with Get In My Swamp and this, the negative view- reviews kind of just delight me because I'm like, what were you all expecting with right. this? What right. were you expecting? I will also add, if you would like to check this one out, it is free on Kindle Unlimited. Thank God. Really? Thank God. A gift to us all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well... Do you want to share some of your favorite passages or tell I do. me like where you're reviewing? No, I, I, okay, I do want to, I, I need you to experience this because I cannot summarize what this is. You don't so, need to carry this burden alone either. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Okay. So the opening paragraph to this, just to give you who our heroine is, Christy Ackerland was an independent woman. When the clerk at the grocery store asked if she needed help bagging her groceries, she said, no thanks. When a man tried to hold a door for her, she went through another door. When she got back to her apartment building, she skipped the elevator and hiked up the stairs instead. She even hated having to wear glasses over her striking gray eyes. And did she really need this hairband helping to keep her flowing red hair stay out of her face? But she kept her glasses on and her hair up because she needed her vision unobstructed in order to read her email. There's nothing more anti-feminist than a hairband. Right. (laughs) So, you know, some great characterization there. I really get who this character is. Same. You can also look forward to really great descriptions in this book. For example, isn't this beautiful, asked Phil, as they flew over the United States with all its trees and buildings and rocks? Say that again. (laughs) Isn't this beautiful, asked Phil, as they flew over the United States with all its trees and buildings and rocks? Gotta love our rocks. We've got that going for us. Sure do. (laughs) But you know what? I don't want to keep you in suspense. I want to get you to the good part. Yeah. How does this... How does... How does Clippy... Have sex? Yeah. 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 Is that what you want to know? I mean, yes, I'm curious. 
don't worry, I have the answer for you. Thank you. And yeah, here we go. To quote Leonard Delaney, Christy looked down and she saw that the loose end in the middle of Clippy's coil was sticking out. No, 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 no. It glowed red at the end as if his rod had been stuck in a fire. Clippy had a boner. No. You've been programmed to be very human, she said. Humans have certain needs. You already helped me by saving my life. How about I help you for once? I'm not sure what you mean, he said. She reached out and grabbed his glowing red end. It was warm, but not too hot to handle. He uncurled further at her touch. I'm micro hard, he muttered. She smiled slyly, then got on her knees. Unlike an actual paper clip... Unlike an actual paper clip, the end of his coiled body was rounded and it felt smooth in her mouth. As she lapped and sucked and tongued it, it became even redder and hotter. Her own human body part, parentheses, vagina, (laughs) felt hot too. Parentheses vagina. <laughs> that's late. I feel like we're gonna get an email from BetterHelp that's like, listen, we got an email. Morality clause. When someone said, How did you find BetterHelp? They said, Well, I needed some assistance after listening to this episode of Battle Paper. Um so I think you're you're starting to see where I think this might be written by a middle schooler. But you wanna know where I really really kind of decided that yeah it's in this passage oh okay she got her bra off and her perfectly engineered breasts popped free with nipples like eager little puppy noses as she brought herself to the edge of female orgasm clippy uncoiled further and the red glow spread higher up his shaft what what does it mean that one's nipples are like puppy noses? Is it that they're wet or that they have like two holes in them? <laughs> like what what does that mean? I don't want to know. I I there are things that I have heard in the last 10 minutes that will live in my psyche forevermore. And weirdly the puppy nose nipples is at the bottom of the list. I think that the line that stuck with me the most were none of the things that I've told you. It it may be this exchange of dialogue. This is first Clippy speaking. Would you like? And then Christy interrupts him. Yes, Clippy, assist me. Assist me hard. <laughs> oh, I, my I God. I have one more excerpt that I need to share with you. I, let me take a drink of this wine and then. Okay, hit me. He pushed on until nearly half of his body was inside her. The supple flesh below her sternum bulged. She felt his warm push past her pussy towards her internal organs, including her heart. But she had already come once, and it would take more than a regular fucking to get her to bust another ovary. Clippy seemed to sense it. It looks like you are trying to reach orgasm. Can I assist you using butt stuff? Oh, my God. (laughs) The book is only eight pages. So do you have a a favorite or least favorite character? 
I would say my favorite character, probably Christy. She had a suitable sense of outrage at this whole ordeal. She was a pretty surly protagonist. Um, my least favorite character uh, was the other guy that was alluded to in this review, who's the curmudgeonly tech company owner who brings Christy to this crater where they have discovered this alien artifact. Um, and his name is Phil Gates. <laughs> and I... This I is, totally forgot about the crater and the alien yeah, artifacts, mm-hmm, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is probably like significantly below Bill Gates's pay grade. But like, do you think he knows about this? I feel like it's probably been flagged to him in like a weekly meeting. Like, here are the most recent threats to your security. Like, there's this guy named mm-hmm. Leonard and he's referenced you. And we're not sure. We're not sure what he's capable of beyond this. But we know he is capable of this Clippy story, which is enough yeah. to make us fear him. Uh I fear him. Yeah, he's probably on some do not fly list somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, did you like this book? You know, it was such a surprise. I did. It, I, I didn't have to give it a lot of my time. I don't regret reading it. It was so ridiculous. And I think it was meant to be humorous. Like, this kid might have a future writing on SNL or something. Like, it was pretty funny. I don't know how much of it was intended to be funny. Yeah. But the, the biggest surprise to me in this story, so you download the audiobook. I downloaded it on the Kindle app on my computer. The you Oh no 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 not I'm the sorry. audiobook, the um the ebook. Okay. I was thinking that you were listening to no. this, which was no. beyond no, 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 what no. I could conceive. <laughs> no, I don't think there is an audiobook. There should be. So you download the ebook and it's 65 pages. And so I'm like, okay, this is what I'm getting into. But then, oh, I said it was eight. The story is only 15 pages with liberal spacing. Mm. And so I was like, what's happening when it ends? Because it kind of ends abruptly. But then there was a bonus erotica about the Hamburglar from McDonald's. Oh, no. And then that one ended. And there was a second bonus story called Pounded by Pluto, the planet, not the Disney character. The planet. Mm -hmm. I didn't read it. Again, it's free on Kindle Unlimited. So if somebody would like to read Pounded by Pluto and give us a book report, I would like to read it. How would that work? How would that work? Hold on. Uh, The photo photo is um, a planet with a penis. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wonder if it has to do with like revenge sex after Pluto is no longer a planet. I don't know. I think there's a lot of unexplored content in here. I only read the story that I thought I was getting. So, you know, there's some hamburger erotica. By the copyright page? I didn't know. So so this book is is book two in a seven book series. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. Yep. The first book is called Taken by the Tetris Blocks, which that one review alluded to it it not being very good. The second one is this one. The third one is called Invaded by the iWatch. The fourth one is called Coaxed by the Copyright Page. The fifth one is Rammed by the Reviews for this book. The sixth one is Missing. There is no sixth book, which I'm like, was it so offensive that it had to be removed? What happened to book six? Like, I'm tempted. I'm currently looking at a Vice article about Leonard. Oh, my God. I'm tempted to like started dead eyes style podcast to find out what happened to book six and then the seventh which 
gives me a lot of pause about what six might have been about. The seventh one is called My Racist Robot Lover. So it's like, if that one stayed up, what was six about? I, what? Tell me what Vice says. Let me tell you. So apparently Leonard's been into writing erotica since he was a child. Okay. Does it give us any indication of his age? Which is something, quote, his mother wasn't very supportive of. I think this is an older man, unfortunately. Oh, that, that makes it worse. I was willing to support this as a seventh grade boy. Yeah. Um, so I feel it's important to mention that this also says that Pounded by Pluto is about Tyson Daniel Grassbone. That's the name in the mm-hmm. book, who is fed up with the garbage that's published online and decides to leave Earth and move to Pluto. But this is quoting the Vice article plot twist. Pluto is a living organism and together they'll synthesize the last undiscovered element of the periodic table. Love by oh, having so it's, sex for it's science. A gay sex book. Does that's Pluto great representation. <laughs> well, it has a penis in the photo. So you were kind of right because Leonard in this article says he always felt bad for Pluto. Mm. And so this is how he's helped it, I guess. Mm. Right. I have a very strong feeling that Leonard will listen to this. I have a very strong feeling I that the like further it. we dig into Leonard, we're going to like this less and less. Like, this isn't a funny thing right now, but, like, I feel like it could get dark really quickly. It's, um... It's, I can't stop reading as I am What have I introduced into this podcast? (laughs) Well, um, Leonard, if you're out there, we mean no harm. Please don't contact us. Yeah, don't get in touch. It's better that we don't know. Keep doing your thing. I admire the creativity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's on Facebook. Hold on. I have to see what this man looks like. I will regret everything shortly. There's I'm a sure. photo on his Amazon, but it looks like a it, it looks like a stock photo that could be a man anywhere between 15 and 40. <laughs> Is he wearing a fur coat in it? It's loading. It's it's taking a lot of time to load. Yes, he is wearing a fur coat. Mm-hmm. And it's the same photo. Do you think that's really him? I don't. I don't know. It's like equally terrifying if it is or isn't. Fair. He does have 66 followers on Facebook, though, so. Good for him. There's that. All right. Well, how do you, is there anything I forgot to ask? I got so distracted about the identity of Leonard that I. I don't know, man. Oh, what would you rate the spiciness here? Oh, like a 1.5, maybe? Like, it was so absurd. Like, it was seeming that this person did not understand how sex anatomically worked that you know it was hard to get swept away in it got it well and also the anatomically the anatomical impossibility of having sex with a human-sized paperclip like just didn't lend a lot of veracity to the sex scene yeah i didn't feel emotionally honest didn't do it for you no it's understandable I was cold and unbothered. <laughs> well, that's encouraging. I would be a little bit alarmed if maybe it wasn't. But hey, whatever works for people, you know. Okay. Is Should anyone begin- still listening? 
Leonardus, I think. <laughs> For all right. All two of you, one alien and the author of Conquered by Clippy that are still listening, should we should we do some end matter? It probably doesn't matter. I think, I think we should, although I didn't fill out any of this and I was so excited to talk about these two books that I didn't fill this out, but I, I will come up with something. Okay, tell me about your obsession. So I am in my manic creative state, just listening to the same five songs on repeat. And I have this playlist that I'll have Maddie link in the show notes that's just called March 2023 on repeat. But I'm specifically really obsessed with this song called Aloe Vera by Grace and Chance. I can't stop listening to it. And it has some literary references in it, which I really like. I'm really into it. That sounds good. What kind of music would you describe it as? Indie pop. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did you come up with an obsession? Yes. I love Daisy Jones and the Six, the show. I'm watching it and I just got to episode, I finished episode four last night. I was really unsold based on the first two and a half. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now I'm starting to turn the corner. So I don't know how I feel yet. Yeah, it's it's not like the best show I've ever seen, but I find it just really, really entertaining. And I love like the fashion and the music and and Sam Claff, Claflin. Did you read the book? Claflin. No, I never did. Oh, that's interesting. I was wondering as I was watching it how it would land for somebody who hadn't read the book. Because I, I kind of feel like I was like, I can't imagine anyone liking this who didn't already read the book. Oh, really? I don't know. I mean, I knew the the general like idea of the book, but um. I, I had no expectations going in, so I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. Did you read anything this week? I didn't finish anything. I'm currently re- reading... Uh, I'll talk about it when I finish it. But what have you been reading? I read this book called The Mostly True Story of Tanner and Louise by Colleen Oakley, and it's out March 29th, so next week. This book was a lot of fun. It was very surprising. So I guess I saw one review that comped it to... Thelma and Louise meets Driving Miss Daisy. So it's about an unlikely friendship between this girl who had to drop out of college. She was on a soccer scholarship and she injured her knee. I don't know specifically how. She came home to recover. And then this older woman who's 84, Louise, um, falls and breaks her hip. Louise's family doesn't live locally. And so they pay Tanner to move in with her to kind of be like her carer. It very quickly, you come to find out that Louise is not who she pretends to be and might have perpetrated this giant jewel theft in the 70s. And now the police are after her. So the two of them go on the run together. It is fully bonkers fun. It is not at all what I would expect. I loved the unlikely friendship. I also love a kooky old lady character. And this one was top notch. I I don't know what I, like, I hope this book is huge. I don't know. It was really fun. I highly recommend it. I don't know how to classify it. It sounds really good. I like the title. Yeah, it was, it was really, catchy. really fun. Cool. Well, if you want to join us in reading March's book club pick, and the episode for that is out next week, we are reading The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich, which is about what you would do if you knew how long you would live or how long you wouldn't live. That's the quick summary. I'm excited. I have not read it yet, but it's happening this weekend. Yeah, I'm re-listening to it right now, and I have a ton of like new thoughts that I didn't have the first time around. So 
Ooh. I'm excited to discuss. And feel free to leave us a voicemail or send us an email with a voice note about the measure if you have thoughts. And it seems like a lot of people have thoughts. You can find us on Bad on Paper podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Instagram at Olivia Mentor. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. That's all. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> Pick whichever one you need. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. I'm assuming. What? Is there more? <laughs> Wait, did you freeze? You froze. No, you froze. And I took a screenshot of your face. <laughs> it's it's the best. Oh my gosh, please send it to me. It's the I was best. Like, <laughs> it was like your connection is unstable. And I probably know why. My FBI agent watching this is like, shut it down. Shut Horrible. it down.